1: there
0: now Ooh, yeah. Hello and welcome to Destroy All Children. Knowing me, Larry Davis, knowing you, George Brundle, uh huh.
1: Uh-huh.
0: uh-huh Uh big big games this week that we've been no. playing both of us. One well, of them one of them is. I well I played one of them anyway.
1: Sure. Yeah. Look, I only got so much money, I, I bought a video game I'm not, you know, Mr. Ritz Carlton over here Playing right. two of them at the same time
0: I just got from Gamefly also So I mentioned last week I just started Returnal uh, Before recording And between recording that podcast and uploading it I finished it, so oh. uh, Not not a long game That, I guess uh, I guess it depends on If you're really bad at video games Because I would also say, not hard but
1: what uh,
0: let me start what do you want to know about returnal? Ask do you me ever anything. Re-
1: do you ever actually return?
0: No. Oh, well, that's not, sad. Not as far as it I like it's
1: got a sad ending.
0: so that's the thing. What I did not get the secret ending. Maybe it happens in that I don't know. I don't think so mm-hmm. because I don't I don't care about the story in the game. It's stupid and also really predictable. So whatever. Was about,
1: like, what's the what's the basic plot of it? Like, uh, you don't got to spoil the whole thing, but like, I I don't I know next to nothing about Returnal other than uh, Space Lady. Yeah, and that's like a bullet hell third person shooter thing. Yep. I think.
0: Yep. It crashes okay. crashes on a planet, and then whenever she dies, she wakes back up at the crash.
1: Hmm. Okay. That's it. Well. I'm not sure I want to know much more about Returnal actually, because well, it seems like pretty self-explanatory. Like I've seen gameplay footage of it, it, just seems like you know, like I said, it's it's a bullet hell, it's a third-person shooter. Yeah, yeah. It seems yeah, yeah.
0: neat. Yeah. I so... don't know if it's seventy dollars neat. But... No, no, it is not. Yeah. I was not surprised to see how.
1: It. Yeah, I was surprised to see how fast you beat it. Uh, yeah, actually, because Me like. Too. You would briefly talk to me about it And then yeah like you said Day after that I think I saw you tweet like Well I think I beat the game guys Like credits popped up
0: Well yeah so The first I thought I beat it on my second run um, Second real one Like you're supposed to die early on Like a it's got like a demon souls type thing mm. Um, But my second real run I thought I beat it Turns out that's the halfway point Which like it doesn't really matter, because the game's split into two halves. Like, you have three levels in each. Um, and so, once you get past that point, you're in the second half. It doesn't carry over any of your equipment or artifacts you got in the first half over into the second. So, yeah. Um. So, basically, it's a roguelite. Uh, you do have permanent things that carry over between runs. Um, unlocking items that you can find... Uh, Unlocking like mods for guns, those will stay there, um, like upgraded if you find that gun with that mod again later on. Mm. Um, again, though, the second half I beat on the first run, so I don't really have a whole lot of insight into what exactly persists or what effect that has on anything. Um, because the thing about the game is each level, biome, whatever. Is really big And so if you take the time to explore them Uh You're going to be pretty overpowered By Mm. the So for the final boss I had An artifact that would give me a second life If I died I had a parasite Which parasites are things you can pick up They'll usually have one positive effect and one negative Uh usually the positive effect is way better Than what the uh the negative would offset it'll be like uh makes the one i had was i had like 40% chance if i used a consumable to not actually consume it and considering mm-hmm. i had two large health items and like two small health items and the large ones are like a full heal even with your health maxed out uh that was really good
1: so Almost like real parasites. Like, you put yeah. one inside of you and it gives you a benefit, and you, like, you know, you eat a tapeworm. Yeah, the South Beach parasite. Yeah. But then, like, sometimes their eggs get in your brain and yeah. then you die.
0: Yeah, well, yeah. again, that's the trade off. Um, yeah. But then it kind of didn't matter because the last boss was really easy. Like, much easier than previous ones. And also dropped health items during it, which none of the others did, so. I. Didn't really need all that extra stuff anyway.
1: Are they just expecting like, oh well, you you spent all this time making it here. We're going to throw you a bone, and I, the game's going to just be done now.
0: I guess. I don't know. Huh. Uh, well, like the the enemies the right before that in particular. Like the the last level is really weird. It's in this sort of underwater abyss, and most of it is really really easy because it will just have huh. these like. There's supposed to be like suicide bomber like starfish things They'll get up on you Except when you kill enemies you raise your adrenaline level And as that gets higher you are basically You launch more of these like auto homing projectiles every time you shoot And so those things will die in one hit And you can just like run around just shooting wildly And the homing things will just find those things and kill them so like for a good chunk of that last level like I barely even saw an enemy. Then near uh-huh. the end you get these ones that are really brutal which are like these big tentacled things that'll just bum rush you and those were where I lost most of my health. Um,
1: but yeah, I mean the the health drop on the final boss and that just strikes me as like well you've made it this far So yeah, yeah. we as developers are going to assume You've blown through all of your health And you don't have any opportunities to heal And you've spent all this time And it's a, ro- a rogue light So yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, pure health
0: Yeah I, I guess so Well it's also weird because the level before that Has no boss Um, You just like uh. you, you go to the branches to get the keys To get the item that you need To drop down to the next level Um and so that's the thing The bosses are by far the best part about the game Like they're the ones that really Like nail the bullet hell Like feel of it Where it's like you're looking at these patterns You're dodging through them while blasting them Uh the bosses usually have a Large amount of health so you really Get to sort of get in the groove of Dodging the stuff and fighting so them It's really fun
1: What? would do you think that this game would be better? Don't would you interrupt
0: better?
1: me <laughs> You okay, well, every week you're like you don't give me enough input on my video. It's games. true. I'm throwing you look. Yeah, okay, this is the podcast equivalent of me dropping health in the final boss fight, Larry. I'm throwing you a bone. Thank you. Would this game be better to you if it played more like an Alien Soldier, where this is more of a yes. boss rush, but it still had those rogue like
0: elements or a Cuphead, something like that? Okay, yeah.
1: Yeah, it it seems like, you know, I could see maybe having a few, like, small interstitial areas where you can maybe find some stuff, but it sounds like, from what I've seen and from what you've told me, it would be better served if most of this game was just going boss to boss to boss rather than having to deal with enemies in between.
0: Because the enemies, like the regular enemies, most of them are, like, fine or whatever, but there are also a lot of them that are just really annoying. Uh, specifically, this game loves teleporting enemies, and so they'll just like teleport from one side of the room to the other one. Or there are some that will teleport like right on top of you to again bum rush you. Like those are the worst ones. Um. So yeah, like those were the parts I did not have fun with. All of the bosses are good. I liked every boss. Uh, and here's the weird thing. You don't have to fight them again. Like you can just skip the bosses on the subsequent runs. Because the boss seems like
1: kinda antithetical to a rogue like that. Yeah, it
0: does. Um so the thing is the bosses will give you access to the things you need to proceed, either keys to get through the gateway, or uh traversal things. Like you get a a hookshot, basically. It has a little bit of Metroid in it. Mm. Just a little bit. Like that's basically it. Um and so once you have those, you don't need to go fight the boss anymore. I don't know if you still can, actually. I didn't bother to go do it, because, like, why would I, like, risk losing health on them? Maybe they give you really good items if you do it again? I don't know. Um,
1: It just sounds to me like this game isn't necessarily, uh, like, balanced or paced properly, nope. I guess. It is like not. It seems incredibly brief, first of all Just again, from what you kind of indicated To, you know, on Twitter and in private To me, but describing it The way that this sounds, the way that it's structured I don't, like Armchair game developer, I would probably Approach this a whole lot differently
0: I would just make
1: Alien Soldier, I just want to play Alien Soldier, can we talk about Alien Soldier? No, that guy's a bird That's true, it's cool
0: Um, the um Yeah, There are a lot of really weird decisions with this game I kind of chalk that up to Housemark not making this kind of game before it's Everything else yeah. they've done basically yeah. Has just sort of been remakes of old arcade games Like Rezogun as Defender And Nex Machina as Robotron And stuff like that And they're really good at that mm. Maybe they should stick to that Because this I don't think turned out that well Although apparently uh, Professional game reviewers uh, Can't stop jizzing about it So I don't think yeah, John Linnman m- loves this game. Make it, make your own decisions, I suppose. But I just found it like mostly boring, with some really good bits in it, which are mostly the yeah. boss fights.
1: Yeah, I, I've seen a lot of John Linnman specifically talking about it. I watched the uh, Digital Foundry video of it, and they both had. they are also like, freaks who are nice really impressed
0: say. by fog. They're like, look how good this <laughs> fog looks like. Man, it's fog. Who cares?
1: You might want to turn the ray tracing off. These fish don't look as good. Sorry, I'm thinking about the Resident 8, Resident 8 Evil video. <laughs> Resident uh, 8. Where they they take a look at like ray tracing on the water in that game, and it looks pretty bad. Um, okay, I haven't ahead watched of that. I just watched but...
0: the one with the demo and i could tell the ray tracing looked worse yeah yeah and yeah, you were yeah. like oh, um you were like no ray tracing looks pretty good and then later i said like what are you talking about and you're like oh i didn't watch the video
1: no i watched the first one that they did no and it was at specifically that point that, you had not
0: because no, you they, said i didn't see this but i was putting showing you.
1: out a lot of resident evil 8 videos larry there were you multiple the one that you were telling me about ones. was like Yes, I did.
0: You said, I saw one with a fire. It looked pretty good. And I'm like, what are you talking about? This looks the same, except it has a bunch of crappy smoke that looks terrible in it. And you're like, oh, I didn't see this.
1: I thought the smoke looked pretty all right. <laughs> it does not. I liked the fog that it adds in, like, in the distance. That's Ugh. about it. But the water looks fucking terrible. So I shut it off. The cool thing about that game is you can't shut ray tracing off without completely backing out to the main menu.
0: No, a lot of games are like that.
1: They are? All right. I right. yeah. Well, yeah, because it's like completely changing the rendering on. method. Well, I leave it on all the time, ordinarily, okay. because I love seeing rays get traced. Except in Resident Evil 8, where it seems like maybe this was an afterthought and it was not properly implemented.
0: Well, yeah, I mean it's basically a last gen game just upscaled yeah. on current consoles. But anyway, Returnal, uh, I would say check it out if it's like uh thirty dollars. That seems about right to me And like I said I did not see the secret ending Because that requires playing through everything again And finding like these items There's one item in each biome And then I think you go through it again To do that It doesn't matter the story sucks and is stupid And really predictable Like I got to the end and I was like Yeah okay Is that it? So be- Guess so Great
1: Before we totally move on from Returnal because <sighs> I'm a sick freak, yeah, well, and you're a sick freak like me. How approachable are the trophies in Returnal? Um, it's something I would want to bother with, or is it one of I, those where it's like, ah, just play the game, be done with it, and move on. uh
0: move on probably, because there are ones that are like, eh, actually, it might not be too bad. I'm not really okay. sure, but the ones I'm wary of are there are a few that are like get a hundred percent. Survey in each biome, but I don't think those are actually that bad because I think it's just like the collectibles. I think it's just like the um, mm. like audio logs you can pick up and the runes and things like that. So there's going to be some luck involved in that, is the thing because the randomly generated nature of it. Um, but yeah, I think the way that game works is it's just like predetermined rooms, and then uh, the same the same item is always in that sort of room. As far as I could tell, uh, I know I noticed that with like the data cubes that you could get, but yeah, I'm I wasn't going to play through all of that again.
1: Yeah, I mean, I imagine there's at the least one for the secret ending, uh, but yeah, I was yeah, curious. yeah, there
0: is. They well, they, it's weird because they call that act three, even though I don't think it is, like, I don't think there's anything new there. Unless it like changes the final boss or something, but I don't think it does.
1: Uh, I think that's when you go like Liquid has Metal Gear, and he went to that island Shut up. and he gave everybody the virus. So yeah. Anyway, that's hey, we Returnal we also played Resident Evil Eight. N- a Village. good game. Yes, a great game. <laughs> yeah. In fact, um, uh, <laughs> my favorite new game of the year. I'm trying to think like what else came out really. Oh, no, Hitman 3 came out. It's yeah. probably a tough call between that and Hitman. Oh, I like Hitman
0: 3 more, but uh, okay.
1: I... Resident Evil 8 is doing some things that are like really, really landing with me. It's doing some things that make me really, really scared <laughs> uh, for the first time in a Resident Evil game. I've actually felt fear while playing this. So,
0: And those of you out there, we're not going to spoil anything, but those of you familiar with George's various phobias uh, uh, can probably have a pretty good idea of what that I entails. Kinda,
1: I kind of want to loop back around and do some spoiler stuff, but at the end of the podcast where it's easy to just shut it off and, and maybe come back another time okay. if you want to hear our thoughts about more specific things. Uh, but sure, we'll we'll talk more generally about it at first. um. Hey, Larry, you ever play a little game called Resident Evil Four? No, what's that? Oh, well, you play as Resident Evil. There, yeah, not a lot of people know about it because it Mm. was on the GameCube and nobody owned one of those. Oh. Uh, But you play as rookie cop Leon S. Kennedy. Right, I know Uh, him. Yeah, the president's daughter. Her life is at stake. Ada Wong is there. She. Uh, Albert. Wesker, I'm just saying Resident Evil things at this point You have no idea whether or not they're in Resident Evil 4 Because well, no one what, played it
0: Wesker wasn't uh, Wait, does the president No, yeah, he, was. pre- oh, he wasn't Would well, presidential daughter have uh, ballistic weapons? Or whatever it she, is, Louis of, says
1: Of course Okay,
0: good <laughs> Wesker's what not in Resident about? Evil 4
1: She's the, Yeah, she is Yeah, he is Sorry, <laughs> I didn't mean to misgender Wesker <laughs> Whoa <laughs> I missed some Resident
0: Evil lore, I think.
1: Uh, yeah, Ada Wong is like uh, talking to Wesker at a few points in it because Wesker's the dude who no. sent Ada there. you're thinking there. of that
0: other guy with the knife. You knife fight. No, he Wesker the, is in the it. He
1: He talks on like a video camera to Ada. It's like, I think just one scene or something like that. It's like the Resident Evil equivalent of Ocelot saying Mr. President at well, I think the end you're of the game where it's like, Who knows? Who could say what happened in Resident Evil 4? Nobody really remembers. Uh, That's why they designed Resident Evil 8 Village to be the new Resident Evil 4, apparently. Because it's very similar to that. Talking about uh, video game journalists, specifically John Linneman, I saw him tweet that this game has basically nothing to do with Resident Evil 4 outside of there's a village and a merchant. And I'm not sure what video game he was playing because this is very Resident okay. Evil 4.
0: I was going to say, I, I don't really get that because like that whole opening segment is very clearly meant to reference Resident yes. Evil 4.
1: Y- yes, it is. Uh, in fact, I think one of the things I'm enjoying about this game a lot is it's very referential to a number of things, not just Resident Evil specifically. Yeah. Uh, and I'd like to get into that more, but that's maybe later for spoiler stuff. But yeah, that like at least the two that I think are safe to talk about right now is that first intro area, the hub of the village. Cause you keep going back there. Yeah. All that is very resident evil four. It's a lot more action focused. There's not really any puzzles in there. Kind of each time you come back from a main area, it repopulates with different enemies. And so I found that that's where I'm dumping the most of my ammo, just trying to clear everything out. Mm. Um,
0: I didn't bother when it spawns in like the uh, the guys after you go to House B and Because those guys take too much ammo for not enough reward.
1: Oh, they only took four shots. For me. Mm. Like blap 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 blap, and they're dead. Like they uh, go down pretty quick for yeah, me. But yeah, I've been like
0: six or seven. I have not been upgrading the weapons.
1: I have been religiously upgrading weapons in this, which it is actually not, maybe a bad idea, yeah, as I've now seem found worth because, it Yeah, you end up getting like there's only one sniper rifle in the game, I'll say that. So you should maybe actually upgrade that, that sniper rifle. That while was
0: you the one it. I was considering.
1: Yeah, that and the grenade launcher, those are safe to do. There's two assault rifles. Well, you rifles. can't
0: upgrade the grenade launcher.
1: Okay. I did not know. I've not actually tried. The last thing I did was I picked up the grenade launcher and then I called it a night. Okay. Um, but uh there there's two assault rifles later on in it. I think there's something like six different handguns Although I think some of that stuff Like of course the samurai edge is in the game So I I imagine some of that is You have to beat the game to unlock it Uh, And there's three shotguns So my recommendation To anyone playing this is Wait until you get the final gun In each line of guns Before you start really dumping money Into upgrading them Because otherwise there's no point As soon as you get the second shotgun You're safe to sell the first shotgun
0: Yeah like the the only advantage the first one has over the second is higher ammo capacity and you can just quickly upgrade that on the second one which is what I did um,
1: Yeah the cost to do that's like uh, to, to give you some perspective like the cost to do that's about 30,000 lei I'm never not rolling around with like 80,000 lei in my pocket Oh I've got like
0: 300,000 at this point because <laughs> I just have not been I... using it on anything
1: yeah again i've I've been routinely upgrading weapons and buying new weapon parts which is why my pocket is much smaller than yours but even then i've never felt i've been hurting on money in that game the
0: weapon parts seem like a much better roi than the actual upgrades like especially for that pistol like i bought the increased magazine size for it because it's like that was way cheaper than like manually upgrading it um
1: uh, the the actual weapon upgrades are still pretty good. Like I, when I got the second handgun, I did decide to like, so I got the upgrade that reduces the recoil. I decided to increase its rate of fire and its stability, or well, not its stability. I'm sorry, its reload speed, and I can just dump that thing like crazy now.
0: Yeah, but like uh, same walk- with the shotgun. Again, though, here's the thing with upgrading stuff like this: why upgrade rate of fire?
1: So I can kill the zombies faster, Larry. So? Look, I don't know. I got all this latest, but <laughs> I'm flush with it, cash. It I want to parlay.
0: It just means you're dumping ammo faster. Like you, you're going to you take dump time ammo to faster aim at their to head get, anyway.
1: You dump the ammo faster to get more ammo, Larry. It's not. You got to spend ammo to make ammo. <laughs> Everybody knows that's how that works.
0: No, you spend gunpowder and <laughs> rusted scrap to make ammo.
1: Anyway, I'm really enjoying Resident Evil's free market economy. Uh, the so, Duke is fantastic. I like Duke? every time he just rolls up and they have to like... It's the only times that they seem to do it in the game is where they fade to black to start a cutscene is when the Duke shows up. Yeah. I love it. It gives him even more presence. And boy, let me tell you, he already takes up a lot of presence. This is a big boy.
0: I like how you have him cook things for you and then you eat with him.
1: Yeah. Yeah, uh, I I like that, but like I keep having trouble finding the meat that I need to knock some of those out. Uh, like I'm there short a one fish and I can't find oh more you'll, fish for it. You'll find plenty of fish. I'll I'll give fish eventually. Yeah. Get, but yeah, there's there's unique ones. Like I found a photo of a blue bird yep. and then that got me like juicy meat or something like yep, that. Yep.
0: There's a pig that'll give you a high quality meat. Yeah, you mm. get which like both of those, I found the pictures for them after I had already killed the animal. I was like, "Well, oh, I okay. didn't
1: think that they actually showed up until you found the picture."
0: Yeah, because I heard the bird making noise and saw it was blue. I was like, "Ah, I bet I should probably kill that." Huh. Um yeah,
1: I didn't notice at all. Well, but yeah, like that—that that whole hub area and the opening sequence—they are very much Resident Evil Four. Yeah. So you still get plenty of Resident Evil Four, but when you go into the actual castle, castle. Dimitrisque
0: Dimitrisk Is how
1: they say Dimitris- it in the game Demetrescu, yeah, th- I mean That's well, how they say it in the game Canonically, that's how you say it I'm positive Actual Romanian, that's not how you say it I'm Pretty sure well, the you is expert. there at the end of it I am, I watched Bram Stoker's Dracula So I know everything there is To know sure about that's Romania how
0: That's pronounced
1: How what's pronounced <laughs>
0: Nothing. Never mind. Who Who was the author of Dracula?
1: Bram Stoker.
0: Yep, got it. So, uh, no, what? That's the author
1: of Dracula. (laughs) No,
0: it's not. It's Bram Stoker. Stoker, not Stroker. (laughs) Bram Stroker and Hoop on Adult Swim.
1: Oh, what the fuck! (laughs)
0: I thought you were doing a bit Shit I've been <laughs> I'm... saying it that way my entire life I know and I've been making fun of you every time you did it And
1: so I yeah. didn't know you were making fun of me <laughs> Well now you know Shit Having a real Ash catcher moment right now Let me tell you I
0: Haven't seen the uh, Park Chan-wook movie Stoker No
1: Oh you should it's good Seeing the Park Chan-Wook movie Stroker, though, which oh. is probably very different.
0: Yeah, that's really different. That's more like Thirst in a lot of ways.
1: Oh, God. Um, I'm sorry. What was I talking about? All right. The Castle, castle of Dimitrisky. <laughs> uh, See, you so can't this be like... trusted
0: now, is the thing. <laughs> like, you insisting that the you's there at the end. Nobody would believe you. <laughs>
1: I'm an expert in all things horror. I know what I'm talking about, except okay. for the Bram Stoker thing, where evidently <laughs> I was wrong. Um. So, the the castle is the first kind of main area that you go to, and this area gets like very Resident Evil one to like that kind of Resident Evil game, where like most of it is about piecing together puzzles. There's not much in the way of like standard enemies you have to fight there's some specifically yeah, some. in the basement that you go to but when you're in like the actual castle there is very very little you got those little uh, there's bat freaks few... oh yeah yeah above up on the roof but like yeah. compare to how much you're dumping ammo inside the actual village the castle is fairly sparse it is much more puzzle focused picking up weird keys yeah. you know Switching around reliefs and stuff like that
0: Just the occasional castle freak
1: Either, Yes, the duke is also hanging out in the castle He's just set up shop in a room Yeah. Uh, that Lady Dimitrescu refuses to go into <laughs> Because yep. it's a safe room and she abides by Resident Evil logic
0: Yep, she will stand outside uh, and look at you and that's
1: it Yep, you just open the door and say hi to her And then just kind of like slink back inside
0: Mm-hmm um and shoot her a couple but, times you know just just show her who's yeah, boss
1: pop a few off uh but you also have to like contend with her daughters in there uh those felt a bit more scripted they appear in very specific locations but like each time they become kind of like mini bosses as well
0: so well, you can nah, take them out they do they also kind of appear in the castle itself at certain points, they do, but
1: but like each one is kind of like confined to a specific set yeah, yeah. of like a couple rooms in a hallway. They they don't have as much mobility as uh, Lady Q does. Yeah, because um, she's very much the the Mister X, the the nemesis of this part of the game. And mm-hmm. I don't know if they do that at all beyond that, uh, because uh. the second main area they. There's sort of something there that's like that But not quite to the same degree yeah. um, the,
0: the second and third areas are pretty short Really, which is surprising Like, they're not nearly as in-depth as the castle is hmm. uh, And so I'm yeah, hoping I've... the fourth will be Sort of a. I I think it will be probably a bigger, more in-depth area
1: That's I'm assuming going to be the factory, and yeah. from some of the stuff I've seen about the factory, yeah, I, I do imagine that would be a much larger area. I,
0: I wonder if you can get to the factory, if you can go there third, instead of uh, Moreau's place, which is where I went third, and it seems like that's kind of where you're supposed to go, but from the map it seemed like I could maybe go to the factory if I wanted to. I don't know. Hmm. Cake factory.
1: Well... This is the outro music for this episode going to be "I Belong in a Factory"? No, uh, it's a good song though.
0: Well, yeah, it's all right.
1: I've not gone to that third area. I'm about to. Like, yeah, like I, like I said, like I just got the 10 grenade launcher steps from
0: it. If you got the grenade yeah. launcher,
1: I've opened up the path forward, and then I jogged back, and I used the typewriter to make sure I I had oh. a hard, hard save backed up because I can okay. never be too sure with video games. It's uh, uh so type typewriters are still in this, even though like there's autosaving. Uh so it's just there as like a, a manual save option, except they're very sparsely located. And I get like the reason for that is probably that in like hardcore mode or whatever, the only way that you could save is by getting ink ribbons perhaps and going to those. But it's weird when you're just on the standard difficulty that there is maybe not a menu option to just make a hard save. With the amount that it's saving anyway
0: So that's how 7 worked also Like you had the save things But it was just auto saving at certain points anyway um, Yeah
1: it's just a weird Holdover I guess like part of it there Maybe is to indicate like Hey this is definitely a safe room Like you don't need yeah. to worry about anything Happening in this room yeah, But like at least in a, the Duke also Shows up in those
0: Some of them um, Yeah, I, I would also say that Resident Evil Village is too easy on the default difficulty I found yeah, uh, yeah I I feel like I probably should have started on hardcore At this point it really wouldn't matter because in new games like you'll carry over everything anyway So I'll just be skipping to the hardest for the achievement and stuff so. Yeah,
1: so I was debating whether or not I wanted to go for all the trophies Because uh, again, to going back to what we established earlier on in this episode You and I are freaks If trophies are generally attainable, yes, but but if trophies are generally attainable in a game... Look, talk about what we're playing this week. I did finally go back and get all the trophies in Demon's Souls, the remake Mm. of that for the PlayStation 5, which I screwed up so royally with my build, I had to start an entirely different game and to do two full runs through it on a new save. Uh, and, I did make a busted build so it wasn't that difficult But just to put it into perspective This is the lengths I'm willing to go through To knock out like three trophies
0: Yeah for me it's only if I Really like the game and if They seem like pretty doable Is yeah. the thing
1: For me it's just if it's doable I don't even have to like the game
0: Oh I know <laughs> Just <And laughs> yeah, It doesn't even necessarily like Have to be that doable either Like it can just no. be Something you have to spend 80 hours on And you'll still do it <laughs>
1: I'm so excited to see what the achievements are for Nocturne when that comes out. Because mm. <laughs> I get my gut feeling as they're going to do one for each ending of the game, which is going to be a fucking nightmare, because that's an 80-hour RPG. Conservatively speaking, that's like an 80-hour RPG. And I've already committed to getting the, like, true demon ending, and I'm sure that there's a trophy for that.
0: Yeah, probably.
1: But yeah, man, like... <sighs> So, with Resident Evil 8, I guess my main hangup initially was seeing that there was a knife only run, and like some of the no, stuff I saw in hard. the game just. That's. So, at first I thought, like, oh, this might actually be pretty difficult, and then found out that there is a knife that you can get late in the game that you can carry over, and then you can do that trophy on easy difficulty, and okay. it trivializes the entire thing. That knife.
0: makes sense. In 7, like, you could get that buzzsaw that worked the same yeah. way.
1: The The knife that you get later on is. Sick looking too. Cool. So, yeah. Uh, but same with like even stuff where um, you have to beat the, the hardest difficulty game and it, it has some like Shadow of Villages or something like I I don't know. Yeah, they name the it something weird. One. But that one too, you can just carry in all your stuff. So if you get like uh, the Magnum and you upgrade the Magnum all the way, it will one shot everything inside the hardest difficulty. You can also <laughs> get
0: infinite ammo. So.
1: Oh, well, there you go.
0: Yeah. That's what so, I yeah, said. Like, that's the same thing I did yeah. with 7 was you could just do New Game Plus and you would have all these weird extra items that made it pretty easy.
1: Yeah. Yeah, the, the only thing that kind of um uh, is turning me away from it is you have to get like all the platinum medals and mercenaries mode. And yes. I, God, I don't like mercenaries mode.
0: That was also kind of the thing with um 7. The hardest part was the DLC, specifically the, yeah. uh, the survival wave DLC. But once I sort of figured out the trick to that It wasn't that bad um, but yeah, Also like of note though uh, um, No storage things In village Just what you right. can carry on you and that's it
1: That caused me some problems Early on in the game So the two biggest hurdles I've had in village so far Was that opening confrontation with all the werewolves uh, Because You're very limited The Yeah A werewolf Larry a werewolf werewolf
0: were, 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 werewolf
1: here's the wind up and the pitch werewolf no werewolf Where? say it <laughs> that's right Ethan it's a werewolf <laughs> swinging Um, up. my my biggest issue with that is you get very limited ammo at the start of the game the guy just tosses you a gun it's got like one clip in it he's like I, I don't know figure it out there's were, werewolves out here Uh, So I died a lot, because I didn't piece together that what I needed to do during that sequence is just run around and survive. I thought I was supposed to kill a certain number of them before it let me move on.
0: Because you never played Resident Evil 4.
1: No, nobody did, Larry. (laughs) Exactly.
0: How could you be expected to know that this is exactly like the opening, right down to the point where they have one big enemy with a special weapon that you have to avoid?
1: I... Can I play Resident Evil 8 using the Resident Evil 4 chainsaw controller? I don't think so. That's what I want to know. But yeah, that sequence gave me trouble. And then, like, I guess I kind of just took it for granted that you would have item boxes. So I did not get, like, uh, an inventory upgrade the first time I saw the Duke. Those are the only
0: things I've been buying. I guess I forgot. uh, Like, those I have been buying.
1: But those are definitely worth it. I picked up the sniper rifle and was out of inventory space. So I had to just like drop a bunch of shit on the floor. I was like, oh crap. I guess I really do need to buy inventory space. I forgot about this. There's no item boxes. I can't just like store something away. Your item box is basically selling stuff to the Duke because he will sell it back to you. So like you can go back and get that original shotgun if you want it. I don't know why you would do that. But if you want it, it's there. You can get it at the Duke's.
0: I have not, I've had like tons of inventory space Because also unlike previous games Key items and treasures don't take up any space So (laughs) it's like, you just basically have your guns in there Occasional meats Also you can just deliver meats to them Like partially Just to get them out of your inventory if you want
1: Yeah, I I got two like inventory upgrades And now I have so much space It's just not been a concern at all Yeah, I
0: haven't sold any of my guns I still just have them all hanging out in there I could have kept that shotgun
1: Yeah, but then I saw how much he was going to give me for it And I was like, ah, fuck it I'm not going to ever use the shotgun again So I might as well get like
0: Yeah, I I should sell it now Actually, well, they're kind of worth having Because if you really need ammo You can just upgrade the ammo capacity And then you'll just, you know, get free Capacity of that I suppose that but weapon. I've
1: also like I've also never really been Hurting on like uh, On items to create Ammo or Having lay on hand to just buy Some if I needed. it like I've a few times Gotten lay very hands. low on ammo You
0: playing a paladin? Ayo <laughs> Oh a Little World of Warcraft joke For the listener <laughs> out there uh, By like, the way that, Burning that opening... Crusade Classic Early next month I was right I'm not going to be 60 by the time that comes out But, hey
1: oh, It's the power of the podcast You invoked it on here, now it's coming And then we also brought up Giant Bomb And, well, we all know how that went oh, no. So <laughs> You wanted Burning Crusade And then the monkey's paw curled And just decided a bunch of people needed to be out of work Yeah, hey, it was worth
0: so... it So <laughs> what, was, what was Giant Bomb doing anyway? Come on They've been dead Eh, on their feet for the past year or so.
1: Yeah. Uh, It's a great site if you want to go and watch a guy play, like, drums and Guitar Hero for 10 hours straight. Not sure why you'd do that.
0: I mean, that's probably the most entertaining thing on the site, actually, at Mm. this point.
1: Uh, Anyway, yeah, like, I've never been hurting on supplies, really. Like, the only time I did is that opening area where you're intentionally limited, and then, like, coming out of Castle Demistrick, like... I was low on ammo because of the final boss fight in that area, but then I bought a bunch of stuff, and the second main area there's nothing to shoot at, and in fact, they take all your stuff away, so you can't shoot at anything even if you wanted to just have fun and pop a few shots off hmm. uh, so I left that place with a lot of ammo on hand, and even like the enemies that were popping up when you go back into the village like they were nothing. Larry four I mean, shots each and they're down
0: so I've been saving all of my lock picks because I I didn't want to run into a situation like I did in seven where it would be like you have a limited amount of lock picks you open a lock and it's just like here's some burner ammo wow great cool thanks glad I wasted yeah. it on this so I just looked to see what was in it and most of them are just like shotgun ammo and so I have not really yeah. been bothering uh apparently there are some in the factory that you want to open so I've been saving them for that Except I probably didn't need to, because at this point I think I have like six lockpicks in my inventory. And so I probably could have been using those to get some ammo at some point.
1: So, I thought that there's an achievement that is for mapping the entire game. And I hmm. thought that meant that you have to turn every room blue. Uh, one of the things Resident Evil 8 does that's very helpful is if you go into a explorable area... Uh, it will either mark it red to show that there are items left to be found, or it will mark it blue to show that that room is 100% complete. Um,
0: well, I don't think that would For mean everyone that because by the, there, aren't, there aren't as many lockpicks as there are locks, right?
1: I'm not sure. Is I don't the think thing. there are. Because like that... I'm not sure because that is part of what counts towards getting rooms complete is it will not mark a room complete if there is a pickable lock with an item inside the drawer. So I've just been like going back and using them just to be sure if that is the way that trophy works that I'm doing the work I need to to get it Uh, specifically in the castle because a couple tips for anyone who's not played this game and, and really wants to go about it the way that our damaged brains are going about it um the castle you cannot revisit like when you're done with that area you're done so make sure you get everything done in that castle that you need to get done uh you only have one shot at it the second thing is that if you can't get a hundred percent complete in the room start looking up at the ceiling this game likes to hide a lot of very right. small like gemstones in the ceiling that you have to shoot to get down All Right, that was what I've i told spent... you
0: before you started because when i played yeah. the game i was like in these red rooms and just like spending a really long time looking for items and then i was like hey wait a second i remember resident evil 4 <laughs> and decided <laughs> to look up and saw like a glowing thing is like ah
1: yeah so I'm glad you told me that because yeah, I even then even knowing that I've spent an abnormal amount of time in certain rooms just like yes, looking around I just have to. like god what the fuck there's like and, one thing left in here.
0: And there are sometimes weird things where it'll be like two rooms that are actually separate rooms but they count yeah. the same like for turning They're connected.
1: blue. Yeah. Um, uh, I would also encourage people if they're really struggling with the room to just squat down start looking behind doors and stuff because occasionally there's been items that are like real low and it won't necessarily give you the prompt that you can pick something up unless you actually crouch.
0: Yeah I would say uh, other than the ones hidden on the ceilings and stuff there aren't any they're hidden as deviously as some of the stuff was in seven where they would be like yes. wedged behind dressers and the weird crap like that. Yeah.
1: Uh, I would encourage anyone playing this to just play the game and enjoy it And not play it the way that Larry and I play video games <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> Cause, yeah, there have been times when I've just spent like 10 minutes in a room Like looking around trying uh, to figure out where the gem is
1: I spent longer than that There was one house specifically in the village I kept running around for probably half an hour Couldn't find anything It was like a fucking herb underneath the desk <laughs> That I ran past to like 50 fucking times Yeah and part of it, too, is because at about 10 minutes into searching that house, I just started, like, running Ethan around, having him, like, point straight up at the ceiling, thinking, like, there's got to be something up there. There's, like, one thing left in this place. There's got to be a fucking gym up on the ceiling. I also... saw No, it was under me the whole
0: time. In that, uh, in the church, looking for one of those goat things, because it sounds like there's one there. There isn't. Yeah. Nope. It it just, like, you happens bad. to make the same noise.
1: Oh god, the Goats. So the Goats are this version's game, or this game version's uh, Dimitriscu.
0: Yeah. Bram Stroker.
1: That's right. I'm Bram Stroking out right now, Larry. <laughs> <Small> <laughs> um, toast. That's right. Um, yeah, the, there's, uh, these the Goats are basically this game's version of the little, like, Mr. Raccoon dolls. Yeah, and and so heads. I... Yeah. Uh, I really hope that destroying those persists into new games The way that it does in it the other Resident Evils yeah, yeah. Because those don't mark off for room completion And I'm positive at this point I'm missing some Because I only figured that out when you told me And I just kind of assumed and took it for granted That they were part of room completion
0: Well also so, a lot of them are outdoors And outdoor stuff does not obviously tell you Like you've completed this area Yeah, Like the way yeah. interiors do
1: I mean, I'm more worried about missing something in the castle because again, you can't go back there.
0: Um, oh, I'm sure I did.
1: Yeah, I I found two of them in the castle. So if you found less than two, you're fucked, Larry. I think I found three. Then it is I who is fucked. <laughs> yeah. I bet there was one on the rooftop somewhere that I needed the sniper rifle for. Probably. And I'm now just thinking about this. God damn it! God damn it! I wonder what those get you by the end of the game because I like how it's unlike the raccoons and the bobbleheads where it's clearly like yes destroy these with the goats they have a whole thing where it's like don't destroy these yeah. these ward off evil you'd have to be a jackass to destroy all of these
0: destroy all the goats Some...
1: yeah it's the name of the podcast mm-hmm. um... yeah it's uh, look it's more Resident Evil 7 by way of Resident Evil 4 uh, which is very good Yeah. Resident Evil 7 was a great game, like especially following 5 and 6, which. Oof. Uh, And I am always glad to see more of Mr. Winters. He is uh, (laughs) such an idiot. He's supposed to almost be like this faceless protagonist in a way because you're literally supposed to be stepping into his shoes. But he is the biggest, most lovable doofus in all of Resident Evil, and he's actually maybe one of my favorite characters in the in the series. Yeah. he's such a fucking nincompoop, and I love him. Yeah,
0: can't do anything. There's so right. much.
1: There's so much stuff. There's there's a oh god. I'm trying not to get into spoiler territory, but some of the stuff he says as like quips <laughs> to bad guys is fucking hilarious.
0: He loves calling enemies witches. For some yeah, reason,
1: yeah, he does. He also loves mangling his hands. Yes, which, like, I get. That's the the part of Ethan you see. So they're going to communicate that Ethan's getting hurt by fucking his hands up specifically. But Jesus Christ!
0: The all right, well, spoiler here, but it's early on. Uh, when he gets his hand cut off, uh, which is very funny, uh, and then heals yeah. it back. But also the first aid like heals his sleeve. That I think is the best <laughs> gag in the game so far.
1: It is. Uh, I also like that when you pick the hand up, it just adds it to your inventory as a severed hand, like it's a, just yeah. a regular item that you're picking up in oh, the world. It's fantastic.
0: Again, that was in seven. So
1: yeah, yeah. yeah sure, I, why not? Well, it's funny too because in seven they had to staple his hand back on, and this one he's just like, ah, I've done this before. He's got to like line it up, pour some juice on it. It's fine. Yeah.
0: Well, I mean, he he does that with his leg. If uh, if Daddy Baker yeah. like cuts your leg off, you kind of just stick it on and pour the stuff on.
1: Yeah, that's true. That's like a a little like bit in that game that I didn't even know existed until like I think just this last year, mm-hmm. I saw like a YouTube video of it and was like, I had no idea this happens in Resident Evil Seven. Um, yeah. I like that stuff I think it's neat there's stuff with uh, Lady Dimitrescu in the castle Like hidden dialogue and scenes with her That I did not see my first time Going through there Okay. Um, Her reacting To stuff that you do where I was like I did not know I could kind of like fuck with things Like this and and see her do this sort of stuff Hmm. Um, You know If you you manage to get around uh, And hide in the bathroom In the tub she'll sit on you What Uh, What Uh... Hmm. Huh? I mean, you get a game over. Starting a new game. (laughs) I'm surprised Ethan does not get caught in that scene where he's looking through the window. This is also not spoilers. This is a well, like, this scene is in, it's been making the the rounds. Um, Yeah, it's in the demo too. But, like, he's just right there. She, like, walks up and is practically, like, looking straight at you. I'm not sure how he doesn't get caught. Yeah. But just a little tiny man with Ethan just, yeah, just staring through the window, watching her do her thing. Um, I'm excited to see where they go with the rest of the game. There should
0: uh, There I... should have been a part where, like, he has to put on stilts and put a big coat on, like, almost Little Rascal <laughs> style, and pretend to be, like, another big person. Just be like... Yes, I, w- I was looking at your castle and I thought it was quite nice Like basically guy <laughs> incognito his way in
1: I'm wondering if you have some real estate you'd like to sell
0: <laughs> or, He's just uh... dressed
1: up like Mr. X but when he finds you <laughs> out, he's just like Huh, weird, I swear I've seen this before <laughs> Sure <laughs> Cause like it's probably not a, a spoiler either because they've shown some of this stuff in trailers, even though you apparently had not seen them. But the umbrella logo is showing up, and I like the yeah. first time that you see that Ethan's just like, Now, where have I seen this before?
0: <laughs> yeah, on that fountain or yeah, the stone yeah. dais or whatever. Yeah, I noticed that. And there's a, another thing it's on later on.
1: Yeah, just staring at it, going like, Hmm, curious. Oh, wait
0: a second. Would Ethan have seen it? Where, where did he see it? He. So,
1: first of all, Umbrella is a major corporation oh, yeah, in Resident yeah, Evil, so he undoubtedly would already be aware of it. Well, he but was then rescued like Chris, by Chris is, at the end, so yeah, exactly. He would have seen that. Chris's Blue Umbrella, yeah. And he does helpfully point out at the start of this game that he's undergone military training, <laughs> yes. presumably at the behest of Chris and it Blue Umbrella, so. Yeah, he know.
0: says uh, Chris moved us here and gave us military oh, right, training. Right. Yeah, so. And then he yeah. shoots Mia, but you know, I'm sure he has a good reason.
1: <laughs> he's like. Hey, Ethan, check this out, blap Blap, 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 blap Like, not just like one, my gum, Ethan?
0: a bunch <laughs> Yeah there, There's a bit, alright hey,
1: Ethan, spoiler. you wanna see a dead body? <laughs> check this out, blap
0: There's a, a little bit later on where you see Chris again And he basically just Big Lebowski's him And just, like, tells him he's out of his element Like he's Donnie <laughs> <laughs> it's really good <laughs>
1: Uh, you've been in exactly one house and one castle, Ethan You know how many goddamn mansions I've been in? <laughs>
0: Man, I've killed so many B.O.W.s Like, leave it to the professionals
1: Yeah Do we just get into spoilers at this point? No it...
0: Retro I... Corner And then spoilers oh, at the okay. end so retro corner, You already we'll loop... said okay. that
1: Retro Corner, we'll loop back around We do the Retro Corner anyway, first um, and, then, and then the
0: horrors Main, um... <laughs> Yes. Uh but main impressions I'll say very good game so far. Really enjoying it.
1: Yeah. I'm I'm liking it a whole lot. I Resident Evil is good again. It's been good again for a while, but but man, like being a fan of Resident Evil for a stretch of time was fucking rough. I mean, and just... like it's still not perfect because they're still like trying to be like, "Hey man, you want to check out Reverse? And it's like, "No. That's not even out either." Yeah, I don't want to... D- no, I played that multiplayer thing for the last game. No, <laughs> I will pass on that. This is even worse, because
0: at least that had the thing of like, ah, spawn enemies, like it had kind of a neat idea. This is just yes. like run around and shoot at each other.
1: It was a good no, idea thanks. that they probably should have gone back to you and worked out, but it, yeah. like it was just executed on poorly. This one is just like well we gotta make areas That we're using bigger so we shrunk everybody Down so they look like that Joe Biden Photo like we need to make everybody Jimmy Carter size <laughs> Yeah <laughs> tiny, tiny Claire and Tiny Leon and just like Mr. X Is like at one chair mm-hmm. And a tyrant's on the other uh, Anyway but retro yeah, like, corner. I was
0: gonna say just oh, in sorry. general though Like they made Capcom great again They've been yeah, putting they out bangers left and right.
1: I've I've been saying it, but they're getting a lot out of that Resident Evil engine. Oh yeah. And it's very, very good. And they should continue to milk that thing as long as they can. Like this is a cross-generational game. It still looks phenomenal.
0: Yeah, it does.
1: Like and uh well, unless you're doing ray tracing, which again, turn it off. Uh, um, I played with it on for a bit and didn't realize that it defaulted on. And uh, like switching it off now I see no like major discernible difference there Except in performance When I had ray tracing on There were definitely parts of the game Where it was starting to get kind of framey uh, mm. But without it on You're locked at a solid 60 frames a second The entire yeah. time
0: Also the game is only uh, a, It's a slim 30 gigaborts At least on Xbox and I think you said it was the same on PlayStation So that's it nice is, Yeah
1: so it's good that that does not take up the extremely limited space I have on my PlayStation Five.
0: Devil May Cry Five, uh, special edition, is pretty big. I think that's like fifty.
1: Well, and you, you got to have all those. Uh, got to save all those particle effects.
0: Yeah, that's true.
1: Yeah.
0: All those Retro Devil corner. Breaker arms. Like you need at least one gigabyte for the uh, Pasta Breaker alone.
1: Oh, definitely. No, those uh, textures need to be uncompressed.
0: Yeah. Retro Corner.
1: I got a couple games for you, Larry. They got nothing to do with each other. The theme is that there is no theme. Because I wanted to work through the list. You'd have more material
0: for next week.
1: Yeah, well. Too bad. We're talking about mischief makers, first of all. Woo! They make mischief.
0: Yeah, shake, shake.
1: Mischief makers is great, yeah. Don't touch your robot daughter don't do it keep your hands to yourself
0: mhm marina i do
1: like i do like how many times that dude just you get that audio clip of him going help me marina yeah it's really good i like treasure games treasure is a treasure and mischief makers is no exception it's a fantastic fun little quirky game
0: put that on the box uh, george Brundle. treasure is a treasure
1: that's right i treasure treasure uh, yeah it, it's a platformer it's, its whole premise is grabbing items and throwing them or shaking them around and having them do different things uh, Aren't stationary
0: all... things kind of launching yourself off of them
1: yeah uh levels are all fairly short many of them have some kind of like gimmick to get to the end of the level but they're all pretty easy to figure out it's a game for children Uh, Or for adults with a child's mind Like me
0: Well, you know, we're young at heart Is the way to say it
1: That's true (laughs) That's the non-creepy way of saying
0: it (laughs) Non-derogatory also
1: Uh, Yeah, I just... It's got that charm of a treasure game. It, it's fun and it's funny and it's colorful and it's got really good music to it. The gameplay is generally pretty solid. I would say that, like, I think my biggest issue that I had with it is you can do so much shit on the Nintendo 64 controller in Mischief Makers that sometimes I wound up doing things I was not intending to do. Yeah, it would because slide when I was not intending to or...
0: use the C buttons to shake things in specific directions, which is weird, yeah. but a cool use of the controller.
1: But then those also like make you like dodge around. Yeah. So like sometimes it it feels like the controls are a bit too imprecise. Um, but generally speaking, I didn't like I didn't have a lot of deaths because like the controls didn't work out for me, and like I didn't really die much in this game. Period. Um. There are collectibles in the levels to get as well, and generally they're pretty easy to find, except, like, probably the lowest point of the game for me is if you want to get the true ending, you need to get all of those. And they tie them in the boss fights to not taking any damage in a boss fight, and that's asking a fucking lot. Uh, the bosses and mischief makers, true to it being a treasure game, do some real heinous shit that's hard to avoid. Um... So this is one of the times where I did not You know abide by my rule of getting 100% in a game I got damn close to it I got all the hidden like The the little golden gems except For the ones in boss fights
0: I didn't even need to do that necessarily Why did you, you uh just not go all the way Then seems like I
1: tried Yeah I, mm. I tried, but I encountered. I, okay. I tried by. I, Larry. I tried, but I encountered two problems with this. The the first was just that it was very very hard and was becoming time consuming, and oh, it was boo-hoo. starting to make me hate mischief makers. The second is I think something's up with my cart or my Nintendo sixty four because specifically the first boss fight, which is like a giant like a yeah, like a dragon in some lava, and then a little like wizard that's flying around, and you got to fight both of them at the same time. Uh, after I beat that fight, any time I try to go back into it after the fact, the game locks up and crashes. Hmm. So like I I could not get back in to do it. It it would do weird things where like the cutscene would play out, you know, play out to a different degree each time. But like characters' animations would start cycling, or dialogue boxes would start pro- popping up where they're not supposed to be, and then the game would eventually freeze. Weird. So I, that's one level I just cannot go back to. It's a legitimate cart. I checked it out. I looked at the board and everything. It's 100% real. I just... Something is wrong. I don't know what.
0: Hmm.
1: So it's unfortunate. I, I've had some other weird issues with games just crashing on the N64. I really do wonder if there is something up specifically with my Nintendo 64 itself. Um,
0: because Maybe. otherwise, I don't think
1: it'd be happening at... Most of the time when it does it, just the screen goes black, and then I have to reset the console. With Mischief Makers, it's the first one where it was doing weird shit graphically. Um, But like, I had mentioned the stuff with uh, Pokemon Puzzle League. Um, And then there was some stuff with Star Fox. Uh, And then I think I had issues with uh, Goemon, too. So I'm not sure. I have a spare N64. I should try it out, but (laughs) I've not wanted to bother setting up another Nintendo 64. Um, but anyway, I didn't go back and get all that stuff. Up. Just unplug
0: the cables and plug them into the other one. Like
1: it's too much, Larry. I'm okay. 33 years old. I have trouble bending over. I, oh. I can't. I can't anymore. I need to have uh, a kid come over and do it for me. What? You know, the, the big guy, Sopranos. Bacallas kid. What?
0: What? You said you need to bring huh? Bakla's kid over and do it for me.
1: Wasn't that the character's name? The guy who's helping Junior out? Bakla?
0: Yeah. What about his kid, though? Yeah. What are you talking about?
1: Well, no, because it's Bakla Sr. His kid's the big fat Bakla that comes over and helps out Junior.
0: Oh, okay. No, I was thinking of Bobby's kids. And I was like, why? I didn't remember them no. like coming over to help with anything. Like, I finally Bacala got to Senior, the part... He died. Why are you still talking about him yeah. like he's
1: like the main guy? Because I have respect for Buckalo Senior. All I saw right. what he's capable of. Well, yeah, I respect the shit out of him. I don't want to get hurt. You kidding me? He's dead. I want to. I don't want to end up like Ralphie. Ugh. My fucking kitchen. <laughs> My brain's bashed in over a fucking goddamn horse. <laughs>
0: I told you when it happens you would never in a million years guess the reason why <laughs> and of course oh, it's because he burned a horse
1: I was <laughs> like too that half that episode is just Tony and Chris just disposing of oh, okay. Ralph's body very methodically. anyway also
0: subject the, for next week <laughs> the wig coming off which
1: yeah that like, too
0: that was really funny to me when you're like I didn't recognize Joey pants with a full head of hair <laughs> and I had to not say anything about that
1: Yeah, Chris grabs it and comes off. He's like, oh, it's Joey Pants. Tony, we killed Joey Pants. I like when he's like, wait a
0: second. Like, you mean uh, from the Matrix? And Tony's just like, you idiot. (laughs) (laughs) It's the most obvious wig in the world. What's wrong with you?
1: I do like that they, don't they like gift Carmilla the Matrix at some point in that show? It's, like it's just like I'm now imagining her watching it, just being like, "This guy looks a lot like Ralphie." Yeah, <laughs> what's going on here? Uh, that's what he got up to when he was in Florida. He did a little movie called The uh-huh. Matrix. He talks you know, a lot big about hit. steak. Yeah. Anyway, uh, mis mischief makers. It was
0: after he was in Midnight Run.
1: Oh man, it's another movie we should talk about another time. Uh, <laughs> I never like mischief. No, I like Mischief Makers a whole lot. Uh, I it's a fun, cute game. Maybe would not pay as much for it right now that people are wanting for a cart of it. Uh, as far as I know, there's no way to just like buy this online. I kind of probably should have looked it up, but I wonder if this was one of the games that was, that was like on the virtual console back when that was a thing. <laughs> but, I think it
0: was actually.
1: Yeah. Well. Uh, in any case, let's talk about a old video game that you can readily buy on physical media, no less. The Lion King for the Sega Genesis. Oh, I don't know why you would want to buy this physically, but you know you can if you want to, and I guess, I suppose for game preservation, that's
0: something. It's messed up though sucks. because it it comes with Aladdin, but not the good Super Ni- Nintendo Aladdin. <laughs> it's the right. Genesis Aladdin. <laughs>
1: Both of the shitty Genesis games. I mean, like, look, I kind of like the Genesis Aladdin, but that's a lot of just I I have reverence for it because that's the version I played as a child. The SNES one is definitely better than it. We have a whole episode where we talk about this if you want to go sift through that and find it. But uh, The Lion King, I played this a lot as a kid uh, and I played it a lot because I refused to let the second level with all the monkeys (laughs) beat me. But it did for, for the longest time. That level is some real bullshit Eventually
0: Uh, I memorized enough That wasn't the problem Later levels are not any easier
1: That level is also As legend goes Intentionally designed because of the rental market And then wanting to make the game Very difficult for children to beat in a weekend I've Um, heard that Yeah it worked I'm pretty sure my mom probably spent more money In rentals on that game than she would have If she just bought the damn thing
0: Uh, Yeah I probably did too
1: but uh, I finally figured it out I did not look up any guides to do it And even then as an adult It probably took me like a solid 10 minutes Of yelling at monkeys Before I figured out what the pattern was So, mm. uh, But I got past it The um, rest of the game after that Not worth it No, <laughs> like, absolutely not you know After what? all this
0: time The the best part about it, the game yeah. Is as soon yeah. as you hit start It's just the clip of Timon saying it starts or whatever. Yeah, like yeah. that's the best part part of that entire game. the rest yeah, of us just it, here to jump jump around here. Hyenas jump over yeah. them.
1: There's hyenas that do a ridiculous amount of damage to you and take entirely too much hits to actually kill So, like, you're also just very likely to game over by the time you get to the fifth level or something and have to do all this bullshit over again anyway Roar at these Uh, bugs
0: to make them flip upside down
1: uh, No, I don't want to (laughs) You have to Like, I wanted to know as a kid what came past the monkeys I needed to know what was beyond the monkeys and now as an adult it was not worth it. It was not worth the nearly like three decades long wait to get past the fucking monkeys to see what the rest of that video game is. Garbage is what the rest of that video game is. Yeah. It's terrible. Like even the music. Like that's the one thing you could generally fall back on with these Disney games when they're not that good is well you at least get like good chip chiptune versions of these songs from the movies. The music in the Lion King video game is not great because it's being piped through a Sega Genesis. So,
0: yeah, I mean, I played you know, it on that, Super that Nintendo. Too. It wasn't super great there either. um, it does have that again monkey level best music in the game,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah that one that one's fine, but the the rest, of it's not as look Peter Gabriel music, it turns out does not translate well to Sega Genesis hardware not Peter Gabriel, oh, who was it Elton Peter John. Gabriel. that Peter Gabriel, that was a uh, Tarzan, no, right,
0: that was Phil Collins.
1: Uh, look I mean, they're I'm mean, i not a fan of Disney of movies I'm not an adult I'm not an adult doing a whole YouTube series About Disney bullshit I don't know any of this fucking crap Anyway Here's an hour long video about why it got cancelled on Twitter
0: it, it should have been Peter Gabriel Because then they could have had Shock the Monkey In that level
1: Oh that would have been great Yeah Man Anyway, uh, The Lion King is not a good video game And they have the audacity to try to sell it now On modern hardware Which is fucking unreal to me That game should be like free as an apology for something Like, ah, take this We're sorry that the internet Our service went down for a couple days Here's a free video game It's The Lion King, whatever
0: I mean, if you want to buy a good Disney video game Get like Maui Mallard in Cold Shadow Hell no, yeah. That's a good one
1: I should have played that instead But no, I, I needed to know what was past the monkeys
0: Okay yeah. Well, you suffered for it Now we all suffer for it
1: That's right We eat uh, the
0: pig and together we burn
1: <laughs> That's the motto of this podcast um, Yeah, so Rating these games uh, Out of my favorite songs from the Lion King soundtrack I mean, you know Come on Mischief Makers is Hakuna Matata it's great. Yeah, yeah. It's the one everybody remembers. It's the one everybody likes. Uh, I don't know. The the second one, The Lion King, is probably one of the dumbass sappy songs about can you feel lions fucking or whatever. Yeah, that yeah. one. The one that I don't. Come on. It's terrible. The sappy love songs in the Disney movies. Like Aladdin flying his gay little carpet around with Jasmine <laughs> on it. Get real. Whoa. Hey, now.
0: <laughs> I guess you can say that.
1: What? Yeah, I mean yes, but also the carpet was gay, Larry. Come on. Look yeah, at it.
0: Well it made those swishy hand movements, right?
1: Yeah, the carpet was gay coded in Aladdin. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the carpet was originally voiced by Paul Lind and then they just cut out all of the audio. Oh no. Up on up Aladdin, we're gonna take a ride. <laughs>
1: I hate how good your Paul Lind is, I really do Because I think like, oh wow, is Paul Lind on the po- Is Paul Lind on the podcast? And then I'm like, oh no, wait a second, it's just Larry yeah, He died like two decades ago I have all the object permanence Of a child <laughs> <laughs> um, Yeah, uh, Timon and Puma, I mean, they're bisexual Of course, that's Well, Timon's
0: Nathan Lane, so, there you go Yeah,
1: it's right there in the text Really, um and a uh, scars into incest, famously from that cut that that scene that they took out of it.
0: My favorite thing. Or no, about... it wasn't
1: incest. He wanted to just fuck Nala, which like yeah, it's a little less weird, but also, My you know, favorite... that's some Dan Abadan shit right there, man.
0: I like how there are just like weird references to other movies in The Lion King that no kid would understand, or even like adults, yeah. like, uh, to, like Pumbaa saying they call me Mister Pig. Like as a reference to in the heat of the night, like okay, sure. But then you also have put a little
1: bit in there for the adults in the yeah, audience, you know?
0: I know, but even like at that point that movie would still be like thirty years old. Um and um Scar when he says something like, Oh, you have no idea or whatever it is, like that's a reference to Reversal of Fortune, another Jeremy Irons movie. That one was more recent at least. That was like mm. three or four years before Lion King. Available on HBO Max I think You want to go oh, check it out
1: Or the Jeremy Irons collection
0: Yeah oh, I was looking at um, Well in preparation for what We're going to need to do in the future I was looking at Crunchyroll and VRV um, And oh, VRV God, ha- right. has uh, Like a VRV Selects Segment which until Like recently I think Whenever I would look at it, it was just like Here's a bunch of Dan Harmon series, like about a bunch of freaks oh, no. larping and whatever, and like it's Rooster Teeth shows. Who gives a oh, crap? Oh God! And I looked at it, and it still had that stuff, but also David Cronenberg's Dead Ringers was on there. Okay,
1: <laughs> and, I mean that's good. And I like, like David other Cronenberg,
0: exactly. What like just like speaking of Jeremy Irons, um, and so I don't know what's going on with that. Anyway, we're probably going to end up. Needing that at some point here
1: uh, I know some sites that I would prefer to use ah. instead It's not the authentic JoJo's Bizarre Experience for me Unless the like video Jojo's window is surrounded experience. by advertisements for games that tell me that I'm going to lose all of my cum <laughs> yeah.
0: Okay Doesn't so, seem like a selling point to I me I need
1: my cum, Larry I need to keep it inside my body. You're I don't, just want, guy I don't from, want to play these games.
0: You're General Ripper from Doctor Strange Love. You have to hold on to your precious bodily fluids.
1: <laughs> That's right. Uh I got this Pac-Man figure coming. His figure arts are twenty bucks. I'm going to put it in a jar. It's really tiny. Uh, yeah, it's like four inches. So you know,
0: it's uh-huh. average. <laughs> yeah that's right. It's average an
1: average has an average size pac man what of it? okay uh anyway, that's uh mischief makers and the Lion King two games that don't have really a goddamn thing to do with each other other than I played them recently, and a third one I wanted to talk about then I literally forgot what game it was, so oops, uh, but it was oops, better than the Lion King, so look forward to that I guess uh I'll have to talk about um. Maybe next week, the Valis games, because oh, I boy. finished all those as well. Uh, and hey, boy, talk about needing to keep all your cum, am I right? No. Those those games went on a trajectory.
0: Well, yes. You didn't play uh, those, though, right?
1: No, I did not play the, the, the Valises that, you know... And, uh, Look, we're going to have to educate the next podcast, is what I'm saying. It's we need already to marked your, as your explicit. Card I can't, like, put anything more on it. <laughs> you need to you need to double mark it. <laughs> okay. Put some kind of warning in the thumbnail. Caution two grown men talking about Phallus, just so everyone knows what kind of mm. sick shit is involved. Uh, but hey, we need to talk about some more sick shit before we call it, because we are finally getting to spoilers for Resident Evil 8 Village.
0: Spoilers. Spoilers. So
1: shut this podcast off if you didn't at the five minute mark And you intend to play Resident Evil 8 Because uh, we're going to ruin probably It's gotta be like almost half of the game, really
0: Maybe closer to three quarters, I'm not sure Because the, the I, Moreau segment's really short I think I'm think i almost done with it
1: Yeah, I, I'm curious to see how far in this actually is Because uh, I I've played it quite a bit over the last couple of days So... Uh, Do you want to just talk about the vampire lady I feel the vampire lady is the thing That is really making this game Do numbers
0: I guess so Um, so... Vampire
1: lady Everything you've seen about the vampire Lady in media up before the Release of Resident Evil 8 hey guess What that's it
0: Well kind of You get the boss fight Also
1: yeah that's the one Thing that they probably did not show Anything of not even a little hint Of it but uh Pretty much everything else Like she's only in maybe Like four actual cutscenes
0: Uh Yeah basically that first meeting With everybody and then When you go into the castle And she has you like up on the hooks
1: Oh that's the That's the scene that everyone likes Yeah She does the thing where she sucks on your arm And then people were like It looks like a dick except no it doesn't What the fuck Mmm Looks like a sleeve. Uh, um, I don't... Okay. So, you made this call, and I kind of backed you up, uh, which is that she was not going to be in the game very much at all, and, I, and sure. I think that when I followed that up, it was, yeah, I bet she's like the boss of that one area, and then when you're done with the castle, you don't see her again. Yep. We were right. Yep. Uh, she. This is the first area in the game I was wrong about thinking it would be the factory, but... Uh, when you get to the end of it, she transforms into some, like, horror of Babylon-looking shit. It's really awesome. I, yeah, I cool. like the design of that a whole lot. It's, they uh... somehow managed to make her even more fuckable than just the, like, <laughs> tall vampire lady form. It, so uh, I was into it.
0: It's a little well, like uh, Quellog from Dark Souls.
1: That big mouth, you know, at the front. I want her to eat me. I want to, get, I want to get forward, Larry. I mean,
0: when you get that crystallized form of her uh, and sell it to the Duke, he's also like, Ooh.
1: <laughs> Shapely
0: even in death.
1: Oh, 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 oh bring me some poultry. Oh.
0: <laughs> bring me a melon so that I might microwave it.
1: Oh, God, no. You put it in the oven, Duke. I'll do <laughs> you it in know. the microwave. Ah, uh, it makes the makes the rind all rubbery.
0: <laughs> you say it's like you're an expert on the subject.
1: Look, I watched me myself and Irene. And they gave me a few ideas, and we're gonna leave it at that. I never saw that movie. Um, it's all right. I doubt it. Uh, there's a there there is a deleted scene where the good version of his character is in like a motel, and he just like. He's like reading something and he just like casually puts a watermelon in the, mic- in the uh, oven and walks away. It was just supposed to be this quiet sight gag that they actually don't draw that much attention to. But then they just cut it from the movie. Uh, but as a kid, like watching all the DVD extras, I'd put the commentary on and have them explain to me what the joke was behind putting a watermelon in an oven. So very young George got to learn about how some people like to stick their dicks in fruit. It's a revelatory experience. I didn't actually stick my dick into fruit. I just want to make that clear.
0: But I know what other people do. Anyway, uh
1: yes. Let's talk the... about the tall vampire
0: lady. Well, there isn't that much to say though, is the thing. I thought when you were talking about spoilers, you'd mo- you'd mostly want to talk about the second area. Yeah?
1: Oh, I do. Uh yeah. but I did want to mention that we were right about her kind of, you yeah. know, well, she she does not last long in this thing. Uh I did want to kind of mention some of the like I alluded to hidden dialogue earlier on in the podcast. Uh specifically when you kill her daughters, Yeah. you catch up with her shortly after that stuff, she'll have things to say about it. Oh, okay. Uh, when I, you're I down did hear to that. when you're down to her last daughter, she will berate her in like the main the main hall and like just be like, I'm done fucking around with this shit. Kill him, Jesus Christ. Yeah, uh so this I've is like a good that. little the good little bit where, like, Ethan can just kind of, like, watch them argue with each other from the banister and then scurry away like a little scamp. Like, just a little daughter-murdering scamp.
0: So, see, I didn't see them, but I heard that part. I didn't know, like, they mm-hmm. would be down there where I could actually see them.
1: Yeah, uh, you can see them interact. I did not see that bit. I did get, like, one bit of dialogue that was like that with her going, like, what the fuck did you do to my daughter, man? Yeah. Um. Also, a little... I thought that her daughters were also vampires. I thought the turning into bug stuff was just a vampiric power. No, they're just—they're actually like just a congregation of bugs that can take human form. Uh, There's when a... you crack the windows open to kill them, and specifically that cold is killing them, not like direct exposure to sunlight.
0: Yes, yeah, it's the cold. It says that um, there there are yeah. files that talk about. Is it that, or is it that the bugs are like reanimating their corpses?
1: There is a data file that explains is a certain type of bug that travels yeah. in masses and that they can take the form of humans in order to lure in prey. So I thought the implication was that it's actually just a sentient mass of bugs.
0: I guess that also yeah it makes sense it's not reanimating them because like yeah. they do disperse into clouds also.
1: I think what it's doing because there's another file That's just like well we laid out the body of these three Women we introduced the bugs to them And on like the seventh day the bugs Started to change colors so like the face Was pale and the lips were red Mm -hmm. And so I took that as they were actually just Consuming the corpse and in the process Of consuming the corpse They were like adapting To resemble it at the Same time they were taking its place But they were not reanimating
0: them Maybe
1: because uh, it also describes him as waking up like newborns, uh, which I think also kind of goes in line with like, this is a new entity. This is not someone coming back. Um, but anyway, you know, happy Mother's Day. Happy belated Mother's Day to uh, Lady Dimitriskew. I'm sorry I'd murdered all your daughters. Yeah. Oops.
0: Anyway, uh, then you head to House Bienvento. <laughs> Elviento. Uh, oh God, and that sure can is we talk about
1: Elviento instead? I'd rather talk about Elviento.
0: What's Elviento?
1: So it's a game by the guys who did Ernest Evans. Uh, it was a oh, working, not working designs. Um, it was Renovation Games.
0: No, I don't want it's to one talk of the, about one that.
1: of theirs. Wolf Team, as they were known overseas. Yeah. Um, it, yeah. So. You ominously told me to have fun and how's <laughs> being a vinto, And I was like, that's a weird thing for you to say to me. Why would you say it like that? And I went in there and there's a bunch of like little doll stuff. So like the, the four Lords, you have, of course, tall vampire lady. You got Heisenberg, by the way, voice actor is phenomenal. Told you. Heisenberg is great. Yeah, he is awesome. Uh, he's just this weird Magneto werewolf motherfucker Yeah, he's like Nick uh, Cage giant as hammer. Magneto Yes, that is very accurate he's, he's great and I'm excited to get to the factory uh, You have some weird kind of slug man I forget his name Moreau Let's call him Sluggo or said whatever i several times Sure The island of Dr. Moreau um, Yep Then you have this doll And the doll's being controlled It's basically a uh, Scarface from Batman thing, Mm -hmm. Where like the the Person puppeting the doll Seems to actually be the the, the Real entity behind it uh, Even though the doll seems to have a life of its own Uh, So you go to her house And at first it just seems like Oh the scary thing here is just There's fucking spooky dolls everywhere Whatever Kick them over Throw them in a fireplace like Chucky Like this is not a problem Uh But the weird thing about that house is, like, there's nothing to really pick up in there. Mm -hmm. Like, I kept going to rooms thinking I was supposed to do something. They're just kind of, like, empty rooms, basically, uh, until you go to the basement. And then everything turns into a goddamn nightmare. (laughs) Yeah. Like, it's already, like, just a really creepy setup with this, like, operating table in the middle and a mannequin of your dead wife that you have to, like, carefully feel around and, like, pop stuff off of, like unhinge her arm and like look at a plate in there and mm-hmm. like it's just an uncomfortable experience
0: like put together these home movies to watch like on a grainy projector to yeah tell and it's you just you got to go down in a well
1: yeah it's just the ring yeah <laughs> like that footage is just the ring yeah um th- but yeah like it's a normal house I'm at not the top daddy, you, to the... you say
0: to the thing <laughs> later
1: it's just normal house on top and then you get to the basement and it's just this like like a uh a doll workshop slash actual medical facility like the two of those coming together and it's just really e- eerie as far as like merging those two bits of imagery i mean really uh, and so that's... also
0: i like the segment because it's uh very similar to like a escape room type thing kind of like a virtue's last reward or zero time dilemma yeah. type thing
1: yeah, it just it starts out because you get locked down in there. And so you have to like do typical Resident Evil puzzle stuff of I need a weird key to get out of here. But the steps involved in that are, like you said, very uh, you know, escape the room kind of stuff. Um And it's fun. It's it's neat. It was really a lot of fun trying to piece that stuff together without resorting to a guide or anything like that. And then you you do it. You you solve it, you pick up the thing you need, and all the lights inside the basement go out. And Resident Evil 8 is already a very dark game There are a lot of very poorly lit areas in it And they use those areas very effectively
0: Ethan uh, loves to not turn his flashlight on until he absolutely has to
1: That is true There's been a lot of times where I wish I just had a flashlight button Yeah. Um, and even then the flashlight is really weak You yeah. don't get to see much more than like three feet in front of you so everything being off in this place is already creepy enough because, you know, like, uh, there's going to be some shit at the end of a hallway somewhere. Like, uh, yeah, of course yeah. there is. The shit they put at the end of the fucking hallway, Larry, <laughs> is some yep. of the most distressing goddamn bullshit I've seen in any video game. It is easily the most genuinely horrific thing I've seen in a Resident Evil. Yeah. I've been over this before. I don't scare easily. Video games do not typically frighten me. A screamer is like maybe a good way to get me jump as it is for most people. That's why like the the Five Nights at Freddy's stuff will actually get me to like kind of yelp and and jump back a little bit because it's cheap. It's easy to do. What's hard to do Is actually create something that will Unnerve your audience because Everyone is so unique we all have different Things (laughs) that scare us Uh I'm fucking Terrified of goddamn babies so Whatever sick fuck (laughs) made This video game I'm Putting you I'm fucking coming for you I'm getting on a plane tonight
0: It's like it was designed with you in Mind
1: (laughs) This Resident Evil is just for me Yeah
0: every Resident (laughs) Evil Village copy is personalized except They're all personalized (laughs) to you
1: you get down the end of the dark hallway and there's a gigantic fucking warrior And uh-huh. he's like uh, you want the fun I uh, give you fun Except it sounds weird because it's voiced by Elon Musk uh, What the fuck Yeah Uh you Um. ruin it I did So Elon Musk ruined it But So Chai Fetus Monster Flops into frame Mm-hmm. With its gigantic yawning maw that flaps around as its hideous vocal cords vibrate at a pitch and frequency that made my bones hurt.
0: <laughs> it's just like making goo goo noises and saying dada it's... and stuff. And
1: It is... I'm positive they recorded actual baby talk like actual babies and then ran them through so many fucked up filters that it's not that it's just like the typical like we're trying hard to be scary things. We made the voice really deep and scratchy. It's like there's an ethereal quality to it that is really upsetting. It is like this is a real baby that they recorded saying all this shit and it's coming to get you. (laughs) It is is talking directly to you. (laughs) So. In a Resident Evil game like this, when I see something new like that, I might start to like back up through the hallway and start popping off some shots at it to just, you know, suss out if there's a weak point. I booked it. I fucking flipped my ass around and I just ran the goddamn fuck away. (laughs) I mean,
0: well, for one thing, you can't shoot it because you don't have any ammo. Um. But for oh, me, it's God, just, yeah, I don't they, know they how fast it went. was. And I didn't want to have to restart everything.
1: It's fast. The thing is, it moves slow at first, but when it has a direct line for you, it speeds up. Okay. So if if you have a corner and it needs to navigate that corner, that slows it down considerably. But you do not want to get it on a, like, straight shot to you. Um. So naturally, is blocking this hallway, you need to make it completely around to the opposite end and, like, hide somewhere and then juke it. And you need to do this a few times. The way that this area is set up is basically a circle. Uh, but at some point, that circle ends up getting ob- obstructed on one side. So you're just running around gigantic like letter C, which means inevitably you're going to have to confront the baby and you're going to have to get around the baby. Uh, and one mm-hmm. of the ways that they give you to do this, um, two of the rooms have a table in the middle of it, so you could just like let it go in there and just try to like move around it. Uh, But they also set up like lockers and like a bed that you can hide under So the baby comes in and then you can kind of like sneak out of there when it goes away Oh,
0: I just, I went under the bed and then it sort of goes to the opposite side of the room And then I just backed out and went out the door
1: Yeah, I did that too There's also lockers in several areas that you can hide I didn't use any of those So So I talked to Danny
0: When going to the, the part actually that freaked me out the most was when I was, uh When I put the fuse in for the elevator and had to wait for it to open And I wasn't sure like if it actually will attack you there or not But I like ran into the other room and it came in there And I sort of like did a circle around the desk and then went to the elevator then
1: So that actually got me too because I thought I was supposed to After putting the fuse in flip the switch inside the the circuit breaker box And it was not giving me a prompt to And so I kept, like, backing up and running into the box, panicking and just being like, give me the fucking prompt so I can get out of here when there's no prompt. And I could hear the baby coming up behind me, which, by the way, not to derail what I'm trying to say here, but can you fucking imagine if you had the headphones with the 3D audio for the PlayStation (laughs) 5 for this ship?
0: I did have headphones on. I have for playing the entire game. And, that sounds just
1: bad enough But like 3D audio for that specifically Yeah, yeah. Oh, God So I kept doing that and the baby was getting closer and closer And so there is that room you can kind of like Jump into in that that same little Like entrance area right. And I was like I don't know what to do here I gotta get away Went into the room Mistake I could have benefited from 3D audio It wasn't behind me It was in the fucking room <laughs> So I just went in there and I see the baby like immediately. I'm like, Ah, goddammit! And I just fucking like put it back down. <laughs> just running as fast as Ethan's little legs can carry him. Just trying to find fucking anywhere to hide from this thing. And then it wouldn't come after me. I got too far away from it. So it like kind of tethered to its location. So I was like, oh man, fuck, I gotta go up and I gotta like look at the baby and get close to the baby to get the baby to follow me to get around. And fuck a baby! <laughs> I hate all of it. (laughs) I have to, if I want the trophies, I need to beat the game like at least two more times, which means I have to fucking fight the baby (laughs) two more times.
0: I mean, I had the same thought, except it's more that "Eh, this is going to be annoying to play through because you just do the same thing every time.
1: Um, I imagine that area will actually go by quite a bit faster once you like, you know, you know what you need to do for yeah, it. But, so, but that area is still designed to be a bit more slow paced and and tedious in the previous one. Yeah. So I uh
0: I looked, I was trying to tell Max about oh. uh, your experience with this, um, and so I went to look up a video for it, and the video was like 15 minutes or something. Also, whoever yeah. took the video like had their brightness cranked way up. Uh, and Max that is like, so
1: much of it. well, Max
0: said, like, even with the brightness high like this, this is pretty freaky. Uh, and I was yeah. trying to tell him, like, under normal conditions, it's like barely visible.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's the, the lighting is really seriously pretty good yeah. in that area. In in general, like the the stuff that they're doing with lighting in this game is very pretty most of the time, and it's very effective when they want to set a creepy mood. Uh, there are some bits in the basement of the castle where th- the lighting is just excellent. Like it's dark, but there's just enough. Like the it's the, it's flooded with blood, and so everything just has this red glow to it. It's great, but like this area where it's just super dark and you have that fucking thing screaming at you <laughs> is a lot.
0: There were um, some parts like that in Seven too, like the kid's room, yeah. where it's covered in mold, exactly. so it's all super dark.
1: Again, it's, the Resident Evil engine is yeah. is great. But um so I talked about this to Danny, uh and he had mentioned that a lot of people are drawing comparisons to PT with this, and I think that is maybe the simplest, dullest comparison that you can make. Because it's yeah. just people going, Oh, you're in a house, also there's a baby, and like
0: it, it's no. so a phone.
1: It's very it's very clear to me. So t- I talked about this game being very referential and and kind of like taking influences from other stuff. And and for the most part, it's been other Resident Evils. I really think that this area was designed after Clock Tower. Because in Clock Tower, there is a gigantic, hideous, mutated baby that chases after you towards the end of that game. And it kind of flops around in a similar way while screeching at you. Mm
0: -hmm. And a
1: lot of Clock Tower's gameplay is built around not being able to actually defend yourself against anything being yeah. stalked by an enemy and needing to hide places for example underneath a bed true and who is a publisher of clock tower capcom i think that this is all like actually just a big like homage to the original clock tower and that got me thinking like man if you went back to clock tower and you did it as a first person thing and you had gameplay like this and you used lighting this effectively that would be really fucking good. They should yeah. really make a new clock tower.
0: Yeah. I
1: agree. Uh, so, the I guess the highlight of having to endure this is me being ready for some more clock tower. So, that's that's great. <laughs> that's never gonna happen. It's never gonna happen. We had that one game that the team from the original clock tower made, and it was terrible. And that's all we're ever gonna get until the end of time. Yeah. Um...
0: But also I, yeah. I like how that whole thing That whole segment is just uh, Because Ethan sniffs some flowers On the way in <laughs> Yeah, Just like scarecrow you know. gas Basically
1: Yeah I do uh, I do Kind of like the boss fight of that area There's not much to it It's just no. find the doll But I do like the bits where Ethan just takes those scissors And <laughs> drives it into the doll's fucking head And yeah. it just screams horribly at you <laughs> Yeah Because <laughs> you're stabbing it in the brain Um yeah man that uh that sequence is definitely a highlight of the game for me you know i I, a lot of the pre-release stuff for this mostly showed off the castle and the vampires and i was kind of worried after getting away from that that none of the rest of the game would kind of land for me the same way that did uh and so i was really happy that we got this like completely freaky fucked up segment like right after that so i'm excited to see where they go with the rest of the game um again talking about references some of the stuff I've seen from the factory Really really makes me think that They were inspired by the Tetsuo Movies with that if not specifically Body Hammer mm-hmm. uh, I say that because Body Hammer has a whole sequence Of guy in like a VR helmet and he's getting Like meshed with machines and he's strapped to A chair and there is a picture I've seen in the factory where there is a guy Strapped to the chair he's messed with Machines and he looks like he has a VR helmet On so I think that that's what they're Going for oh, Okay um, which yeah, uh, shouldn't say, be too surprising Like those movies are are pretty Well known in Japan So
0: Moreau's segment is not I Like it's fine I guess It's the equivalent Of the bit on the lake in Resident Evil 4 But not quite uh, But hmm. there's just Not that much to it is the thing Like there's barely There's like two kind of combat Encounters and that's about it
1: Okay Yeah I'm I guess I'm a little worried about the end of the game Because kind of, I've like seen that, that
0: part's actually like maybe more story related Like I'll just tell you that's where you meet up with Chris again so. Oh
1: okay Yeah I I'm a little worried about the end of the game Because I've heard at least one person compare it to Resident Evil 4 And saying that like Resident Evil 4 The ending is where it starts to fall apart mm. uh, And the ending of Resident Evil 4 Definitely is like the weakest part of that game Uh, I know that there is a lab Involved I think there's already like a file That alludes to it so I imagine that The final area is some sort of laboratory Obviously there's some sort of Umbrella involvement in all this
0: Well yeah Um, also There's uh, if you go back to the church I don't know if you have um, Like Chris and his folks Have set that up as a base Yeah. And so there's the laptop that'll say like What they're doing Um, And it tells you they're investigating
1: areas Yeah, that's where they uh, bring up the lab for the first time. I think uh, I one don't of the know if that things or not they they say like uh, someone initial is is checking out the lab. Um, okay, but like one of the other things about this game that was surprisingly dark to me is the. Uh... You ever watch Akira? <laughs>
0: no, what's that?
1: <laughs> oh, it's a uh, old like Japanese anime, uh, Japanimation. Yeah, that. Yep that's it uh, Ethan's looking for his daughter His daughter has been kidnapped by Chris Redfield Maybe you've heard of him Yeah. Uh, and he is led to believe That his daughter is inside the castle And so at the end of the castle you find this jar With something inside of it And so I it says like Eve On the side so I figured like Oh they kidnapped your daughter and she's got Some relation to this Eve entity And you're finding parts of Eve at these castles You already Not,
0: killed Eve and seven.
1: Oh duh, right. I forgot that's what they named that character. Yeah, Evelyn. Yeah, I, I always just remembered it as Evelyn. I, I forgot that they reference Eve specifically in that whatever.
0: Now, the first three Point letters is, of Evelyn are E V E. What? <laughs> that's right.
1: Ram Strokers S T O. backwards is Alucard Holy shit. <laughs> What? Yeah. Um. What was it? Oh, right. The uh, so you find the jar, and uh, like so, I was just thinking like, oh, there's some sort of like bow entity thing inside these things, and and Rose is somehow related to it. Not the case. They chopped your damn daughter up. Well, she
0: crystallized and then was. It's like up. Charlie.
1: It's like Charlie Day over there chopping up cats. <laughs> like let's chop babies. Let's chop Rose. Yeah. They turn your daughter into crystal, so it's more palatable that you have her head in a jar. <laughs> even though it doesn't look anything like her a legs. Head.
0: Like you can see. No. Like he says something like it's too
1: murky to see in there, even though you can see it's just yeah. like a
0: chunk of crystal or something.
1: Yeah, it's it's very oblong. Anyway, you take the head and then you stick the legs on the bottom of it, good as new. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just walking around like that.
0: Just making crumb from ah, real monsters. <laughs>
1: Oh, no, Crumb, but if he's a baby, that's even worse than the fetus <laughs> monster, man. Come on. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> what? Did I just say, like, come on, man? Am I turning into Joe Biden? What the fuck? Here's the deal. Uh. You can't just have a fetus monster walking around. I mean, come on, man. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, I... I'm very excited to see where they go with the rest of this game. I said that numerous times, but I mean it. As soon as we're done here, I'm hopping off and playing more of this thing. Me too. Uh, I uh, really love Resident Evil 8 so far. Uh, It is the the darkest (laughs) Resident Evil yet, both in terms of lighting (laughs) and the fact that I can't fucking see anything and the fact that they're chopping up babies. It's not the darkest. I think it is. What's a darker Resident Evil 2? 7, probably. In terms of tone, I'm talking about tone primarily yeah. I was just joking about the lot Really?
0: Yeah.
1: Yes I didn't think so
0: Seven has like a poor innocent family that was turned into psychos Uh, well, They're by... having a great time <laughs> Well, kind of <laughs> Did you play the flashback DLC?
1: No, why would I do that?
0: Well, you get to see them actually go crazy over time And it's not nice Uh
1: uh, Nothing about that seemed crazy to me. That just seemed like a, a couple of dudes with some chainsaws having a great time, man. I, you I it do was
0: really like the part where you come in and Jack is, like, trying to drown Marguerite in the bathtub. And he's like, <laughs> cleanliness next to godliness, and your mother's getting pretty close to meeting him right about now. <laughs> that's
1: pretty good. So that's, like... I insist upon this. This this current Resident Evil team, they do take a lot of cues from other horror stuff because they were talking about how like all of Resident Evil seven is just based on Evil Dead.
0: Well like that was the main
1: there's a lot of it. That that as well. But like in interviews they specifically bring up like a main source of inspiration was Evil Dead. Like that is obviously they have the the groovy reference in there in the chainsaw fight, but like the car that he drives around too is just Ash's car. Yeah so yeah it's it's i i think that's part of the stuff i like playing about these current resident evil games is just like i am a big fan of horror movie and just other horror media in general and so i like, kind of just pick it up on all this stuff as it comes at you is a lot of fun
0: i am a it's big neat. fan of horror movie you said
1: that's right <laughs> i like horror movie me, i think my i think my audio cut movie. out no <laughs> that was just
0: you don't try to blame that I think
1: I think my brain out. cut out. I yes. Well uh, yeah. No, I. You know, recently I saw Bram Stoker's uh, <laughs> Dracula. That's right. So that it's fun seeing how that uh, pops into thing and uh, things and um. You know, I've been reading uh, Mary Sherry's Frankenstein, so I wonder if they do like any references to that as well.
0: They should reference Mary Shelley's Frankenhole, the uh, classic yes. Adult Swim animated series.
1: <sighs> well, Larry, I think that's a podcast Finally uh, That was a bit of a longer one Than what we were hoping for Actually, but not like... really Once I cut oh, okay. out uh, the uh,
0: extended silence it would be about eh, an hour forty Not too bad
1: <sighs> Well... Uh next week maybe we will have some more spoilers about Resident Evil 8. I'm assuming we'll be done with the game by then and uh I'll probably, probably be done
0: with that. it by tomorrow, considering sure. I think yeah. what the overall length of it is.
1: Yeah, but, but we'll share our thoughts about the ending as well when, when we get to it. And uh hey may there may or may not be another Gabagool zone pretty soon. Hey, I'm almost done with the season also, four.
0: Uh, even though this is in spoiler zone, so most people who would care about that won't hear this. Uh because uh GameFly had like there was something up with their distributor so they weren't getting copies of the game and so I just went out to Walmart and bought it um Walmart thankfully had exactly one copy of the game for Xbox uh oh, man because they've been Lucky. really good about getting stuff uh so I have instead used that GameFly slot for new Pokemon Snap so I'll be able to tell oh, you how that is boy
1: yeah because yeah, well, nothing else
0: is coming out so I might as well uh, get it, play through it, and return it
1: Yeah, Returnal it I
0: already returned Returnal
1: Oh uh, Yeah, I I wonder if there's some stuff up just with distribution of this game in general too But like I ordered it from Best Buy And uh, I, I know I got the PS5 version and the Steelbook And I had them both shipped to my home Anyway, Steelbook decided to change to like Site to Store And the PlayStation 4 version is what shipped to me, and not the PlayStation 5 version. So I also got to run out to a Walmart and pick up Resident Evil 8. And they had, like, three copies at mine on release day, like, as soon as they opened up. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, not not much out there. They did
0: not have any when they opened up. Uh, And I went to another Walmart about 15 minutes away, and they had exactly one for Xbox. So,
1: yeah. I, there was that uh, stuff too about like uh, Ghost of Tsushima. You couldn't find that anywhere for a while. It was like completely mm, sold out.
0: No, that's okay. Not missing much. <laughs> Resident Evil. What you a don't you
1: don't like? Uh, you don't like Footprint Following uh, yeah. Simulator Twenty Twenty.
0: Best game of last year about following footprints. I suppose. Oh God,
1: yeah. Well It's not about the journey. It's about the footprints you met along the way. Yeah, when not there about was only, the destination. When there was only one set
0: of footprints, that was because Sheen Sakai was following them to find a guy yeah. he could kill. Yeah. Or sometimes not. Sometimes just follow them and nothing happens. The end.
1: Yeah. Sometimes it was your own footprints and you're like, ah, shit, I gotta restart the mission. Anyway. We'll be back next week. The, yeah, whatever. Goodbye, babies.
0: No. Do
1: it right. Goodbye, Dot. Goodbye, dinosaur babies. Goodbye, baby Sinclair. (laughs) Oh, no. Someone's going to mod the game. It's going to be a giant baby Sinclair chasing you down the hallway. Just screaming, I'm the baby. Gotta love me. That'll make it even worse. Somebody must have made that mod already, right? Oh, they've got to. Like, at least change the voice clip so it's baby Sinclair saying, I'm the baby. Yeah. Uh,
0: Or Thomas the Tank Engine. That seems to be a common, like, for Resident Evil.
1: They've already done that uh, with Lady Demetrius. Yeah, I
0: know. I'm talking about the fetus monster. Anyway, goodbye dinosaurs.
1: Oh, we're still shit. Yeah, goodbye dinosaurs. (laughs) This fascinating. Right?